Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. struck no one's moving around except you and denise who are also you you know she's looking at you like uh this is weird right is this, are you also seeing that you like her her facial expression is maybe as confused as yours uh, yeah i'm seeing it denise uh i want to take a look to see if the thunder or lightning or whatever that was did any kind of damage to central station uh so central station has a bunch of you know vaulted window rooftops you know i don't don't think that's called the sunlight but the um the arc of those is spider webbed but they're not shattered you know like they're broken but they haven't fallen in okay uh and you can see there's kind of a central point where that webs out uh but none of that glass has fallen in yet oh that's great uh so nobody's really in danger at the moment doesn't seem like it okay i want to see if there's some kind of presence around other than mine and Denise's that's moving about the station. Okay, probably the best way to do that is to roll Read the Weave, which is going to give you that supernatural perception. And I got a huge number. Uh, Well, first off, I got doubles. Good start. You did right off the bat. So that gives me a thread, correct? Yes. Yes. Excellent. And then uh, I'm adding three to that with my judgment. So uh, eight and three is... 11. Oh, that's very high. Um, So you get to ask three questions from Read the Weave. Uh, They don't all have to be from the same section. You don't have to pull from the place questions, right? Like if there's something that kind of makes sense, you can pick and choose from the three lists. You could do like one from each. Right, right. Okay, I gotcha. All right. Uh, What is the greatest danger in this place? Uh, That would be the hounds running around on the roof that were hard to see at first through the spiderwebbed glass. Um, and also they're made of lightning. So 
it was hard to tell whether that was just the storm expanding itself and then the glass is all spider webbed out. But it looks like there's three or four hounds basically made of lightning running around on the roof. Kind of looks like they're trying to figure out how to get in. Okay. Um, how about how can I get into uh, or out of this place? Uh, is there a way to like add caveats to our questions? Like, how do I get out of this place to get to the ceiling or to the to the roof? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's just a clarifying point. Yeah, if you want to get, you know, get out and get to the roof, um, probably the quickest way is that service ladder that you know is out on the side of the building where, you know, it starts about 10 feet up and then it has that that sort of like metal cage around it as you climb up. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Probably totally safe in the storm. That's the first way up that you think of. Uh, can I ask for, like, instead of read for a person, but, like, read for these particular creatures or anything, like any of yeah. those questions? Yeah, totally. Where, well, I kind of know where the creatures came from. Well, I don't know if you want to assume that. Oh, that's a good point. Um, where did these creatures come from? <laughs> you, uh, you're getting a distinct vibe because you're a huntress. Diana's a huntress. You you hunt creatures, right? These creatures are, um, they're pinging a familiarity because they're not Roman, but they are Greek. And they, at least in form, well, you tell me, has Elwyn ever come across a hellhound before? Like one of Hades' hellhounds, specifically. Lots of belief systems have hellhounds. I don't think he has. Uh I think he's mostly kept a lot of his uh, hunting towards like the northern areas of the the country where there's more like bear like creatures and deer and things like that. He's hunting more as subsistence than he is for uh, the sport of it at the moment, uh, just to be respectful to the the natural order of things, I think. Okay, so I don't think Elwyn can specifically identify these as hellhounds, but they're they're Greek creatures, right? And and being a, a Roman demigod, you can feel this sort of uh, you know neighborly existence with the Greek pantheon, <laughs> um, and um, yeah, you you know these are Greek creatures of some kind. Awesome. Uh, so then I want to make my way to that service ladder as soon as possible. Okay, so we have you scooting out to the side. Um, Benny, what are you up to? Um, I mean, do I see, like, the effect of that at all? Did I see where the lightning struck or anything of the sort? Because I wasn't really looking. <laughs> right, so what you see is, you're, you're outside. Your vending machine was out front, right? Yes. Okay, so you see, um, you know, the, the doors that swing open, that people are coming and going from Central Station. Anyone who has a foot across the threshold has stopped, and the door is just kind of like, thunk, like you know, butted up against them. Um, anyone who was outside that threshold is like, oh my God, it was just struck by lightning. Run for your lives. And and they are uh, commencing with the running and the screaming. Okay. I want to move over toward the front door and kind of reach a hand through it and see if I continue moving. Yep. Your hand moves just like normal. You feel a little tingle, but um, you've definitely stuck your hand into more dangerous things. <laughs> All right, yeah, I want to take a look in from the door and see if I can see 
anything weird. I can see that nobody's moving, so to see if I can see who's pulling the strings or anything. Yeah, you can see probably a, a hundred travelers stopped in their tracks. You can see Denise sort of like shrugging as um, Elwyn is making for the side exit. Uh, and you, you see Elwyn as well. Um, you know, and you, you know, you probably look up, obviously, the, the glass is all spider webbed out. And, you know, you see a little bit of movement up there, but it's hard to tell exactly what's going on because you can't see really see through the glass at this point. Elwin, where are you going? I'm heading up to the roof. You want to come? Why? What's on the roof? There's some kind of dogs or something up there. I'm going after him. I'll, I'll check it out from down here. Suit yourself. And I'm going to continue on. Uh, so I would like to lay a hand on Herman, my drone, and try and project my will into it. Oh, sure. Okay. So that is 2d6 plus judgment. And I'm going to have you roll with advantage since this is your personal automaton who you know very well. Uh, well, you're going to roll with fate's favor because this is your personal automaton. Okay. Uh, then that is a 12. Oh, excellent. Um, so yeah, you launch your consciousness into there. Uh, Herman just sort of scoots to the side. <laughs> Herman's consciousness. And um, you launch yourself into the air. Uh, you're really in two places at this point because uh, that role, I believe, allows you... Or no, no, no. Your divine intellect allows you to be conscious still, right? Correct. I retain consciousness and mobility and I project my will into the machine. Okay. Well, easy. You could just be in two places at once now. That's so good. That's hard to comprehend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. So I just want to fly Herman up to roof level and see what he can see. So on the ground, one of your perceptions is watching Elwyn disappear out the door. Um, up above, your other perception whooshes through the air um, and the first spattering raindrops uh, bounce off your shell. And you come up above the edge of the roof. Uh, let's say, how tall would this be? 40, 50 feet, something like that. So I, I imagine a big arched, uh, you know, indoor space something like that. Yeah. Running around on on the surface of the classes um, in ridges, right? So they're at almost 45 degree angles, the, the rows and rows of these ridged um, windows. And running around on top of there are um, what look like, you know, four-legged hounds of some kind. It's hard to tell their exact profile, though, because... They seem to be made of entirely of electricity. All right. Can I still see uh, Elwin? Is Elwin still working his way up the ladder? Uh, yeah, I think he's disappeared on the side of the building from where you are. Oh, okay. I'm just going to call out and hope that Elwin can hear me. It's like lightning dogs or something. Is that your downstairs self or your upstairs self shouting? Downstairs self. Okay. Well, let's um, let's check in with Candy and Draven then. What are you two up to? Uh, so I think I'm still inside somewhere, wherever there would be that, just the big sign, like indoors, you know, I, I just, I'm picturing, Oh yeah, like Union Station where they have just the big giant letters in over where the term, the terminals start. Uh -huh. Um, so I think I'm somewhere up in there still where there's a lot of people likely frozen and all bundled together. So you were, you by the sign cause you were taking pictures. Right. So I think the initial crash happened as your phone flash went off. <laughs> awesome. And how long, you, you tell me, how long would it take Candy to notice that no one else is moving? Um, I think, you know, she's looked up at the, at the lightning strike and is kind of looking around like that was dope. And then she's turning around to take one or two more at, because she thinks that 
like maybe the people right behind her saw it and were posing or something. And so it's only a beat or two before she stops and goes, oh, it's nobody. Nobody's moving. <laughs> um, so, you know, 10, 10 second count, maybe. Okay. All right. That's that's fine. Um, what, what do you what's Candy's initial reaction? I think it is to just glance around and see if there's anybody else at all moving in this crowd. Yeah, just uh, just essentially that to see is the is the sign you wanted to take pictures by is that within sight of the bar by the entrance? Um, I think so. Like I'm picturing it up on like a second level almost like where the oh, sure. Um, you know, the terminals would lead out like a mezzanine. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I okay. think it's kind of looking out into the main area. Yeah, I think uh, you you look down there and you you know you all know who Denise is. Like, there's only so many supernatural <laughs> creatures working at Central sure. Station. Um, you you see Denise like kind of like packing stuff up, and so she's moving around, right? And you see the doors swing shut um, as you know. You probably see the back of Ellen going through there, um, but everyone down on the floor is frozen. And as you're watching Denise trying to figure out what happened, one one single little shard of glass, maybe half an inch across of, of that, like real thick safety glass, just clinks to the floor next to your feet. Oh, yeah. Then I'm looking up to see what in the world might be up there. Yeah. You can see that that uh, white blue electricity um, zipping around up there. Uh, it, again, it's a little hard to tell from here, but it, it does seem like three or four distinct shapes. Okay. Probably hard to see the, the hound form from where you are, but uh, there are definitely some some kind of supernatural creature up there. Okay. Um, yeah, I think uh, I would yell across at Denise. Hun, are you okay? Oh, you can move. And she just shouts like, "You're what is happening? I have no idea. This is wild. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, uh, that's probably for the best. Just go, go, go. I'm going to try to get up there and see what's going on. Okay. Uh, nothing. I can't close. Hell, I'm getting out of here. And she just leaps. Like, her computer's up, but it's all frozen, right? So. Yeah, okay. And I think I'm going to try to run out the front door, too. See if, like, doors and... Like, what I have in my mind is that it has time stopped altogether. Like, can I even manipulate doors and things? So I'm just running up to try to get out. Uh, yeah, when you get up there, the doors swing open, at least. Um, the ones that aren't sort of like, they don't have a person in the way. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, although you could probably slip past someone if you tried that too. But uh, yeah, the door opens. But inside, you could see somebody had like tossed a, a like sandwich wrapper to, into the trash can, and it's stuck midair. So um, it's not just the people that are frozen as you head towards the exit. Okay, well, I mean, clearly I'm going to alley-oop that piece of trash just to be sure. Yeah. So that it's right over the, the trash bin and then make my way out. Yep, you shift it over there and <laughs> move on your way. Sweet. Uh, what's Draven up to? Um, I think that as soon as that crash of thunder hit, he just instinctively raises the umbrella and opens it. And there's a beat where he's waiting for the rain that then doesn't come. Yeah. And he kind of tilts the umbrella to the side and looks up in the sky and I think that then realizing where that bolt hit, he starts to go across the street to see if he can see, like, the top of the building. Yeah, and you can see people from here um, stopped in the doorway. You can see, uh, is it Elwyn? No, 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 uh, Benny. Benny uh, standing outside the doors and uh, Benny's drone uh, rising up into the air, um, which, you know, may or may not be normal behavior. But the people stuck in the doors frozen and not moving is definitely not normal that's <laughs> right at first glance you know knowing where it 
it seems like that bolt hit and seeing Benny's drone going up there, I know Benny well enough that I think I pull out my cigarette case and I tap it twice and I peer on the ledge of the roof because I'm sure I've gone out there to just kind of look over the city from time to time knowing there's a ladder that goes up there. Yeah, why not? You can easily do that. Um, I assume you're standing on kind of the supports and not the glass surface itself. Yes, correct. Uh-huh. <laughs> That'd be a little wild at this point. And as you you appear there, about the same time that the drone gets up above the ledge of the field, um, and it's probably about enough time for um, uh, Elwyn to be climbing up that metal ladder just on the kind of the diagonal from the front of the building. Does that make sense? Yeah. If Elwyn's coming up the side. So the three of you, uh, or at least two of you go up and one projects their consciousness. Which feels like cheating, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> hey, man, you wrote the move. <laughs> um, the, uh, the three of you see uh, these creatures moving around. And as soon as you make yourselves visible, all uh, it turns out there's four of them turn and are eyeing you. They're not rushing you yet, but uh, what do you do? I think that uh, just kind of in the shock of seeing these weird electric dogs up here, he's like, oh, shit. And then he throws his half-eaten hot dog towards them to see if like, they go after it. <laughs> That's incredible. You know, let's roll sway someone because I feel like that's got to do something. Love that. When the demigod offers you a hot dog, you say yes. <laughs> you say uh, yes. So this is with awe, so uh, that is a nine. Okay. And on a uh, seven to nine, they'll accept your argument, your reasonable argument at some cost. One of them leaps on it. And I think it's trying to figure out how to eat it because it's also like dissolving in the presence of the electricity. <laughs> oh, my God. And it almost, uh, Draven, to you watching this behavior, it seems like this dog was not always made out of electricity because it, it seems like it's trying to do something that it can't normally do. Oh. Um, the other three, on the other hand, uh, ha- have not been distracted by the hot dog but are starting starting to take slow steps. So two of them are coming towards the front of the building where the drone and Draven are, and one is kind of peeling off to where uh, Elwyn's coming up the ladder. And uh, you can hear a, a kind of a zapping, growling noise coming from them. Uh, so I think I say that um, to Elwyn, like, hey, uh, I don't think that these are natural. I think that um, it's trying to do actual dog stuff. Someone might have changed them or something. Right. And then as I'm coming up the ladder, I want to throw my chameleon cloak on and stand perfectly still and observe the the lightning dogs. Ah, okay. That moon doesn't have a role associated, right? It does not. It is just uh, what it is, I think, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Make sure, though. Yeah, when you remain still with even the least notion of cover, you fade from mortal perception. Yeah, and yours works against supernatural creatures. That's correct. Okay. Um, so this um, hound starts uh, is still sort of headed in your direction, but is clearly confused, right? Is like, stops for a second, like, ah, uh, the thing I wanted is gone. And its body language is, you know, sniffing, looking around. It's definitely trying to find you, walks right past you. You also realize this is like the biggest dog you've ever seen. If this is a dog, it's, you know, like almost a pony. It is, yeah, it's sniffing around. It's not leaving your area, <laughs> but it can't, it can't figure out where you went. And it's really confused about that. It's like looking over the edge. What, where did it go? <laughs> like, <laughs> I wanted my toy. 
and the other two are still advancing on the front of the building. Um, I, I guess if these things are still coming at me, uh, I'm going to open up my cigarette case and use, oh, you mean this gate key. Nice. Um, and I want to pull out a small, like a lightning rod that would be on top of a roof. Oh, boy. Uh, and I'm going to jam it on top of the drone and be like, you better get moving. <laughs> if you kill my drone, I swear to God, I'll fix it back up again. I'll fix it immediately because I am amazing. I should note your gifts, uh, you know, epic items and whatnot can be disabled or stolen, but you get them back eventually. So uh, <laughs> as far as the game is concerned. Um, okay. Here's what I want to do, which is two things. Cause I have two consciousnesses. I want the drone to start leading these dogs, like kind of, kind of getting too close to them, uh-huh. like trying to ground them. You know, kind of mm-hmm. penning them in as much as possible. Uh, and I want to go over to the vending machine. Oh yeah, and I want to start tinkering with it and turning it into something. I want to craft it. Okay, so for the drone, it sounds like you're not trying to hurt the hounds. Is that accurate? Correct. I am trying to stifle their movement. Okay. Let's um let's do perform under pressure because I don't know what else to roll in this situation. Okay. <laughs> and so like putting the the lightning rod on top of it, can I like is there an aid or something that I can roll with that? Yeah, I think um we, we'll let him roll um because you don't want to put yourself at risk if you don't have to. Oh, fair, fair. <laughs> uh, and I got a thirteen, so oh, okay. perfect. Yeah, so we'll let that one ride. And also, uh, Draven, just like jamming that thing on top of that is, you know, like if there's something extra you want to add to this uh, scene, that's a-okay. Yeah, I think that just that as it starts to, you know, get by these dogs, you can see some of their energy going onto the lightning rod. Okay. And um, Benny, that the drone is, um, you know, going through these, you know, intricate movements of trying to get these hounds in the place they're supposed to be. And it's it's doing so well. You can either get the attention of the one that's over by Elwyn, or you could get the attention of the one that's still trying to figure out how to eat a hot dog. Uh, so you could scoop up three of them instead of just these two. What's the third one you'd like? I think I'll get the one that's over by Elwyn. I don't know that it's over by Elwyn, I don't think, because I can't see through his chameleon cloak either, right? Well, I, I think the three of you all came up at about the same time. So you probably saw Elwyn come up and go, whoa, whoop, and, you know, cloak. So I'm assuming you would know he's there. Yeah, I mean, the hot dog one just seems like a good boy. He's just trying to eat his treat. So that makes sense. I'll leave him alone. <laughs> so the drone has three of these hounds kind of circled up at this point. And they're all kind of doing the thing where they're watching it, but they're also drawn to it because some of the electricity is being pulled off of them onto the lightning rod. And as it does, it goes through the lightning rod, through Herman and your consciousness, and kind of zaps into the the metal frame of the roof um, to sort of draw off some of the electricity. And it seems like um, the electricity of these three hounds is reduced somewhat. It's hard to quantify their, <laughs> yeah. you know, how, how that's been reduced, but it, they're dimmer somehow. Um, now, the vending machine. What did you want to do to that? Uh, so I want to turn the vending machine into an artillery weapon that is going to shoot its water bottles up and onto <laughs> the lightning dogs. Excellent. Tell me which features are you shooting for? Like if you got a 10 plus, which two features would you want? Uh, Harmful and long range. Yeah. Okay. Let's roll. Okay. Uh, That is with metal, which is a nine, but I have 
an epic tool for the job. So seven and nine is a 10 plus. Yes, it is. Um, okay. You have a harmful long range weapon that fires drinks. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is fantastic. Let's, um, I think, I figured that's oh, going to take a second fair, to set absolutely. up. Um, co- completely re- remanufacturing <laughs> this machine from what I assume was not its intended design. Um, let's, uh, let's check back in with Elwin. Can I see the dogs that are being drained by Benny's drone? Yeah, and I wouldn't say the drain is a continuous effect, but being near the drone has definitely lessened their intensity a little bit. Okay, and you said they were mostly lightning. There's no other like uh, physical trait about them that makes them more dog-like or like physical-like? Yeah, either they don't have physical bodies or you can't see it because, I mean, they, they basically look like arc welds, right? So it's hard to look directly at them. Gotcha. So either they don't have physical forms or they're they're real dark and it's hard to see. It's also dark out at, at 4 p.m. and the kind of clouds that are here. Sure. Uh, are there any antenna or anything that I can use on the uh, the roof? Uh, there's probably probably some pokey metal bits. Uh, I don't know if they're literally antenna, but I'm sure there's something up here. Okay, because I'm I'm thinking about like using some rods and using them as arrows to shoot into one of these to to ground it. Oh, I see. And really like pin it to the like the metal frame of the roof. Yeah. And then also hopefully drain the electricity off them too. Um, so I'm going to have you roll perform under pressure. That's with metal. Yes. And I got a five. <laughs> Woo. Oh, okay. All right. So you uh, plant several of these metal rods in the area and um, they seem fairly close to the hounds and, you know, Near their flanks, they're, they're, it was a good shot. Um, but it seems as these, you know, you fire the first couple and then you, you stop as you realize as they're arcing through the air, more lightning is coming down. Oh, no. And, <laughs> and the lightning strikes these rods and actually seems to feed into the hounds a little Ooh. bit. Uh, now, the lightning that comes down does not have the kind of ridiculous boom that was the first strike okay it just seems like i mean you are you are right next to a lightning strike so of course it's loud but it's not the like world shattering kaboom that you experienced earlier um but uh yeah there are several lightning rods on the roof and they are attracting lightning uh candy can i see benny from where i'm at like running out the front and heading for the side I was standing in the front door for a little bit, and I mean, I'm on the front. Yeah. Okay. I'm not around the side. I'm at the vending machine that's on the front of the building. Okay. Um, but I imagine you saw Benny first. Like, Benny launched the drone and probably would have been visible through the door. Okay. You know, for a moment. Okay. Um, I'm still heading towards the side where I know the ladder is, um, but I see him doing his thing on the machine. Mm-hmm. Benny, you okay? Yeah. What's up? Uh well, uh, I know you hate it. Sorry, honey pie, but uh, there's a party on the roof and you're invited and I'm just sprinting around the side to the ladder and heading up. All right. Um, that's probably not too difficult to get up there, uh, Reaper of Hades. Um, <laughs> what um, What do you do with this situation? I think I want to take these things in. Um, I, I just want to get a sense of if I know what they are. I'm... I think we should do another uh, read the weave. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Now, one of the things that's a, kind of a herald option here is, since I'm asking you to roll, uh, I'm going to use up one of your questions. So however many questions you get, 
I'm going to feed you an answer ah. that that takes up one of your questions from the wrong. Oh, gotcha. I like that. Uh, yeah, that's really good. As someone who runs a lot of these Powered by the Apocalypse games, that's a really nice addition. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is a 12. Oh, nice. So I think that's three questions. Um, the first bit of information I'm going to give you is the clear and precise understanding that these are hellhounds and they are not so, like normally hellhounds are kind of black, almost lizardy kind of texture with red eyes and, and smoky, you know, red smoke coming out their nose and, and, you know, just the fires of hell in their mouth. So these are the exact same shape as far as you can tell, but they're made out of electricity. There's, there's no way these are not hellhounds of Hades but they're electric. Okay. Um, with that in mind, that these are like a warped version of something that I would be very familiar with, how are they important to our weave? Um, they are important. Let's see. What's the right way to say this? Mm, they are the tools of someone who means you ill, right? They're, they're the tools of your demise in, in one future. Okay. So yeah, I would, kind of clarifies the why they're here almost Mm -hmm. they're just doing a real bad job (laughs) (laughs) apparently how can i get them to stop this attack um there's two possibilities one it looks like they're being fed electricity from some lightning rods that are up here which is probably not this probably looks less than encouraging um yeah Yeah, i don't know how those got there um but uh so one option would be uh, maybe, you know, trying to drain the electricity from them, which it looks like people have been trying to do, uh, you know, and watching from down below to the best of your ability. Uh, draining the electricity from them has an unknown result of, will they just turn into hellhounds? Will they vanish? You know, do they just go into low power mode and fall asleep? Unknown. But one tactic would be drain the electricity. Uh, another tactic would be convincing them that you are in charge and not whoever sent them. Okay, then I think I want to just shout out to them, try to get their attention, say, hey, what are you doing away from my father's domain? (laughs) I like it. I think the first one to look up is the one with the hot dog, like guilty, oh no, busted. (laughs) Uh, You definitely get one of their attention. The other three, we're going to need to roll sway someone. Okay. That is a nine. Okay. Uh, what sort of cost can you offer me? For instance, would you be willing to go up and hold your hand out to them? Yeah, I think essentially putting myself in imminent danger, like I'm stalking up to them as if I'm stalking up to some bad dogs. Okay, you uh, approach. The one that was off by itself is coming over definitely not aggressive, right? It's just interested, like, are there more hot dogs? I would like to know. (laughs) Is there a newsletter? Uh, the other three, uh, the other three turn around and look like they kind of remember their orders and are feeling pretty good about these lightning rods on the roof. So that's going to be 50, 50. What happens next? seems like a great time to start lobbing water bottle mortars. (laughs) It does. Onto the roof. Um, but your drone is up here too. Like you, it's not like you're, you're blind to what's going on up here. Um, yeah. I, I think hearing this through Herman, I have the presence of mind, even if I finished the machine, mm-hmm. to hold off and wait and see if the gambit works first. Okay. All right. So uh, Benny's in a holding pattern. 
her, you're having Herman still kind of try to do this sweeping, right, to keep the three of them occupied? No, I don't think so. I think I'll call Herman aside because I don't think antagonizing them and penning them in is going to help Candy, like, regain their trust. Okay. But you know what? If that's the case, uh, Candy, you had a nine on your Sway Someone, right? That's correct. Benny, if you wanted to do provide aid, uh, it seems like you're helping. Why don't we try that? All right. You're going to roll plus the number of tangles that you have with Candy. Okay. And that is just the one. Yep. Okay. The other guy's got two. Unfortunate. That's a five. Oh. Oh, no. Okay. Um, So the downside of provide aid is that you put yourself at risk. Um, Maybe the upside is that it's Herman and not entirely you. (laughs) But it also, you you were aiding a partial success, not a total uh, six minus there. So I'm going to say Herman is temporarily zapped. All right. You're actually still aware and looking through Herman, but the little motor that keeps him up, it just like, and you know, clatters to the roof. Okay. And you're getting it back online. You're like, come on, do the thing. Uh, you know, you're, you're getting that motor back online, but you're temporarily immobilized. All right. And you're, you're at least, you're no longer antagonizing the hounds uh, as you intended. And um, Candy, it definitely has their attention. We're not sure how that's going to go yet. Awesome. Uh, I actually both failed a roll, which is one of my once per session threads. Uh-huh. And I rolled doubles on that. So Oh, yeah. Does, do I get two that. threads? Yes, you do. Two. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and everybody, be sure to double check your gain a thread section because I won't remember all of them. So Yeah, I was going to ask, is was the hot dog cause a distraction? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, always feel free to make a case for your threats. So while Herman starts to get zapped and go down, I see that Candy is trying to, you know, talk to these dogs like the owner. Um, I want to, again, open the cigarette case and pull out a dog whistle and give it a sharp blow and start to walk up beside her and just kind of start a spiel of like, I mean, who do you think is going to be in charge once he retires, it's going to be this girl. So you better start knowing who your master is and da, da, da. And just kind of doing a little prestidigitation of like fire around her, making her look more kind of underworldy. Um, so I'm going to give you an option. You could either do provide aid, which has the chance of putting you into danger. Uh, or you could do your own sway someone will. Um, I think that... I will try to do my own and and just kind of using her as a set piece. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. And can I try to aid by turning on my aura of dread? Uh, possibly. Yes. Let's see how Dra- Draven's roll went. Uh, so I got a nine. Okay. Um, I think trying to use your aura of dread sounds like a good idea. Instead of provide aid, I'm going to have you roll bend fate. Oh. Bend fate is what you use when you want to take a gift and like turn it up. And normally these hounds probably wouldn't be that bothered by a a scary aura because they're from hell. Fair. But turning it up, I think, is a good idea. So I'm going to say a seven to nine. We just have to wing it. This is a kind of a loose move. Yeah. But we'll basically treat this bend fate roll like a provide aid. Okay. Yeah. That's a six. 
<laughs> oh, but it is double, so yay. <laughs> okay, plus, that's plus your weird? That sure is. Oh, dear. Okay. Um, You're starting to get a taste of uh, the die rolls you heard on the podcast earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is fantastic. Um, get to go from participating as a fan to uh, the um, the Herald with all these dice rolls. <laughs> it's fantastic. Okay, so Candy wanted to step up and intimidate these hounds. Um, and to some extent, you already had their attention, right? Yeah. Your friend Draven steps up and says, yeah, you should listen to her. But now you've presented yourself as a clear threat to them, and they are frightened of you, all right? So you get to decide what happens next, but they are preparing to lunge. And uh, my, my next Herald move will, will be about harm, uh, but you have opportunity to react to that. Uh, since these are creatures, I'm not sure how this is marked. Would it be possible to try a move like sure. what will be to stun them? Or is that more intended for people? They, they are aware of their uh, life. Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, I just want to try to shout out stop and make them just see every bad dog thing they have ever done. <laughs> I love it. Love this just penance stare. Yes. Lightning dog. <laughs> okay. Let's roll that. That is an 11. Oh, much better. Much better. What's that say? The group is stunned for the scene, pondering their own mortality unless someone interferes with them. Okay. And I think we had all four were over here, right? Yeah, because the hot dog one came over when you started talking. So, yeah, all four of them get caught up in just the, the force of your uh, magic. And they, uh, they don't cower, but they just, they just sit down hard, right? Thump, 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 thump. All four butts hit the glass. <laughs> and the electricity uh, drains off of them onto the lightning rods. And it's very quickly, you, it becomes clear that these are the jet black dogs that you're used to, right? It just, you, you just couldn't see their bodies under the, the brightness of the electricity. Okay. Um, but, you know, little residual sparks continue, um, but most of it just disappears into the lightning rods. There's, they have these tall, pointy, um, like when people, unfortunately, clip Doberman ears, they kind of have those, like, those pointy tall ears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's some sparks going between their ears a little bit, but okay. it's, it's all just dying out. Right. Um, <laughs> and they are, they're just sitting at attention, but they're also not looking directly at you. Like their eyes are unfocused and they just look like, um, like they've been drugged or something. They're staring off into nothingness and the, the, well, sort of three and a half of you are there on the roof together. I am going to spin on a heel as fast as I can, drop to a knee, and get a selfie with them. Okay, easy. <laughs> ah. um, can I ask a, a mechanical question? Yeah. So that move leaves them stunned for the scene. How is a scene defined in this game? Um, it's sort of defined uh, how we want it to be. If we decide to move on to the next scene, we'll just describe what you do with these creatures. They're... they're um, the spell is affected, like, if you tried to hurt them or do something to them, it'll lift it. But they're also kind of reset. So, uh -huh. you know, you have kind of the time to analyze them and look at them. And having a Reaper of Hades here, they will almost certainly recognize her authority. That, that's, now that this effect is gone, it, that's a safe assumption. So, like, if, but, like, if we stood on this roof 
for 10 minutes talking about things. Is that all still one scene and they remain stunned that whole time? Yes, that's fine. As long as they're not interfered with, I assume. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Makes sense. It's just when we decide to move on to another location or, or a significant change happens, then we'll, uh, we'll address, address that. Uh, I would like to pat the vending machine and say next time, buddy, and (laughs) do whatever I need to do to make it just function as a vending machine and not artillery again. (laughs) What is my purpose? (laughs) I assume you forget to set it back and a kid comes over and buys a Coke and gets blown across the street. (laughs) (laughs) He buys a Coke and the Coke just fires into the stratosphere. He's like, why? (laughs) Don't worry, it's coming back down. Um, And then, yeah, once I do that, I I would like to, I mean, I need to go up and repair Herman (laughs) and get him operational again yeah yeah when you get up there herman's like barely able to levitate again but if you tried to fly him off the side that's going to be a long drop so yeah you get up there and and make some basic repairs these four dogs are definitely yeah they're just staring off in the distance they're not even re- i was going to say they were watching you but no they're they're not reacting to you at all they're they are just deep in their feelings so uh what are we doing with the dogs now this is odd i, I mean these are dad's dogs but I don't know what's going on with the electricity. This is this is bizarre. I feel like somebody might have hijacked them somehow. Do you have beef with the lightning god? Or do I have beef with the lightning? Do, do any of us have beef with the lightning god? I don't really have beef with anybody, really. That sounds strange, but as they're having this conversation, Draven turns around and just kind of looks up into the sky to see if there's anything up there just on the odd chance that oh look thor's hovering up there or you know you never know who could be watching still as you look up you see uh, almost if a cloud can move guiltily <laughs> uh, uh, in an opening in the clouds like slides shut but you you had a glimpse of um golden fields somehow it, it's not like sunshine shining through the clouds it was Looking into another place of fields of wheat, maybe it's it's hard to tell. Would we be able to discern that particular like place in our vast knowledge of, I assume, the pantheons and everything? Yeah. Does it sound? Does it look familiar? Or yeah. Sound familiar? Yeah. Um, it definitely is. Um, it could fit a lot of different things, but the fields of Elysium are probably the most likely. In that situation. That's what I was thinking too. Um, yeah. Which is part of the realm of the undead or the realm of the dead in um, in the Greek pantheon. Um, but that's not usually the part that Hades hangs out in. I mean, Zeus obviously has a lot to do with lightning, but I, why this? Why now? And also, why would he use your dogs? I mean, Zeus is famously a dick, right? So maybe he's just trying to mess with Hades and you. Candy's looking up. I didn't say it. I didn't say that. (laughs) Noted for the record. Yeah, I mean, it sure seems like someone may have uh, taken your dad's dog, someone who kind of lives next door and juiced him up. Yeah, literally. Who who operates in Elysium? Uh, Yeah, I think it'd be pretty straightforward uh, for you guys. The... um, Elysium and the general underworld is ruled by Hades and Persephone as uh, Hades' queen. And uh, typically she is also affiliated with kind of the springtime rebirth life part of death. And so in in some stories is uh, held over Elysium. Is in some stories they sort of both go back and forth. 
Um, she also doesn't get to leave very often. Like just in the spring, she's supposed to come out and see what's up. But um, as far as who's in charge of Elysium, if anyone, it would be Persephone. What's Persephone got to do with lightning? I mean, she's a goddess, technically. If she just wanted something to hide the dogs or to give them something a little extra, I don't know. I, I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility. She isn't a big fan. You piss off your stepmom? I didn't do anything. How well does Candy know her uh, family tree? Um, I don't think particularly well. I think she's embraced just the Hades fatherhood, but I don't even think she knows who her real mother is. Okay. And beyond that, I don't think she does. I don't think she knows. Okay. So I'm going to have you roll metal, but on this roll, there's no, um, there's no hard move associated with it, just so you know. Okay. Okay. This is a... That's a good thing. It's a scale of how much to tell you. Gotcha, gotcha. That's a seven. Okay. You seem to recall there is some sort of direct relationship between Persephone and Zeus. And since Zeus was mentioned, Persephone was mentioned, you're thinking like, yeah, they definitely know each other. And and like, not just how like all the gods of the Olympus know each other. Like they're related or something. It's hard to pull the detail out out of your memory. Okay, and I think I am kind of mumbling that, like, there's something there, there's some connection there. Um, And I did mark a thread, because that was double fours with my minus one. Excellent. Oh, one of my uh, once per session thread things is make something cool, even though I didn't get to use it. Well, you made it. Does the vending machine count? Yeah, that's rad. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Nice. Um, Does anybody else feel like they're, they're real plugged into sort of the cosmology of different pantheons and whatnot? I mean, I definitely would at least know Candy's because it's mine. Yeah. And I know mine. Right. Draven, I think when when Candy starts mumbling about Persephone and Zeus, well, I almost said like a bolt of lightning, um, <laughs> unironically, <laughs> um, out of the clear blue, <laughs> you, uh, you recall Persephone is actually Zeus's daughter. And if she wanted access to things, it wouldn't be difficult. She's laid it on pretty thick that she was basically sold off to Hades and uh, will use that to get what she wants from time to time. And, you know, probably deservedly so. But that is definitely a card she has played. Okay. Uh, Yeah, this actually might just be your mom because I don't know if you remember who her dad is, but it's your uncle. And, uh, well, Hades' dog, Zeus's lightning, put it together. Oh, God. So this is... God, I'm sorry, guys. I think I think she was just maybe sending them after me. I, I, what happened? I thought she liked the fact that we did a good job here. Yeah, but I mean, I'm still Hades' daughter and not through her. Well, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> a cracking sound emits across the roof. and Right, we should probably not stand on this glass. Your footing shudders and you're looking at each other. What do you do? I tap my cigarette thing twice. <laughs> Start, I mean, I kind of get low and try and widen out my weight and, mm-hmm. and navigate back over to the ladder where it will be safe. I want to have kind of like Herman over my head, like two hands on him, just in case the floor <laughs> falls out from under me that he can kind of glide me down. And just to give a sense of Draven, when he vanishes from his teleport, he appears at the bar Yep. So that he can see whatever falls through. <laughs> yeah, you're looking up at all this spiderwebbed glass, just, you know, probably 30, 40 yards of, of uh, uh, glass up above you. Oh, there are people 
frozen under that glass, aren't there? There are indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to get back down and inside as quickly as possible and just start dragging people out of the way. What's Elwyn up to? So, yeah, I'm just going to jump down off of the glass part of the roof onto the sort of concrete, yeah, stable part of the roof. Yeah, the framework of it. Sure. Yeah. Um, who was it that had a a tangle with the with Central Station? That would be me. I um, also do. Oh, okay. What what were those? What was the wording of both of those? Uh, you've seen a dark future thread tangled around Central Station. And and the other one? Mine is Central Station relies on your expertise and you have a mutual respect. Benny, as you're you're sort of trying to stay low and move off the broken glass, I wouldn't say a voice because it's not literal words in your mind, but you have this plea of the people. The people, they're still stuck. Demigods is a fast-paced take on mythology, pulling from any pantheon or belief system you can imagine. Plot the arc of your ascension to godhood while you battle mythological creatures and villains in a modern world. Using the Powered by the Apocalypse game system, Demigods brings mythology to life in the style of American Gods, Good Omens, and the Percy Jackson series. Demigods by Jason Mills is available on Kickstarter until August 8th. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Cam Kander? Yeah, that was a strange thing. A prolific creator who disappeared suddenly in 2020. Eccentric, weird, inscrutable. Cam Kander was like a 21st century Howard Hughes. Nothing is known. Cam Kander, man, woman, non-binary person... No idea. Cam Kander, an enigma, a cipher, a mystery. Was Kander a genius or insane? Is there a difference? And one day, Cam Kander vanished into thin air. Off the map, off the radar, like Amelia Earhart. From me, BK Will, in conjunction with Trojan Cat Media, a division of Leave me alone. I don't have anything to say about Cam Kander. Comes a shocking six-part documentary series. Cam Kander is a Rorschach test. It's a MacGuffin stuffed inside a red herring, shoved down a rabbit hole that leads to a blind alley. Cam Kander is out there, waiting to make their glorious return. Like a cult leader? No, like a messiah. Discover Who is Cam Kander, a new investigative podcast coming Wednesday, September 1st, wherever you listen to podcasts.